Bare Naked ABCs, where we discuss every Bare Naked Lady song from 7 to Y. No, that's not our rating. We're an explicit podcast, not Y7, definitely not PG. So if you want your teenager to listen to this episode, that's your choice. But I'm letting you know now that their mind might become a teenage wasteland by the end of it. But not the version of Teenage Wasteland that is not called Teenage Wasteland because... It's not the same song. <laughs> Was that convoluted enough for you? Everybody got that? Oh, <laughs> yep, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I, I, Heidi, wh- what do you mean? So, you mean Baba O'Reilly? A lot of people <laughs> think that the Who's Baba O'Reilly is yeah. called Wasteland, yeah. which it is not. But yeah. it's the, it. people refer to it as that because the lyrics. Because it's Teenage Wasteland. Teenage Wasteland. Teenage Wasteland. Teenage Wasteland. But this is a very different Teenage Wasteland. So it is not a cover of Baba O'Reilly. And it is not Teenage Wasteland. But it is a different Teenage Wasteland. Since that song title was not already taken. You sounded wasted when you sang that. (laughs) <laughs> Thankfully, you don't teach music or anything. Welcome back, Justin. But only those in the know, like so many people think it's, in fact, even if you type in Teenage Wasteland, they're like, oh, the who? I was like, no. Yeah. The funniest thing to me is when I was searching for the lyrics to this song, mm. the Baba O'Reilly lyrics were often attributed to it as if this was a cover. I was like, wait, what? I know. And it's like by Ed Rock. I'm like, those aren't the lyrics to that. There's so much close. wrong with that. It's not the song name. It's the wrong band. It's a totally different song. The lyrics aren't there. And I'm sure Ed would love to claim that he wrote Baba O'Reilly for the Who. Yeah, but, right. Uh, he did not. I mean, Steve just opened for the Who earlier this year, but mm, that's right. But I wonder if he went up to them after the concert. It's like, you know, I, well, I, I wrote the real Teenage Wasteland. Let's clear this up. <laughs> Pete Townsend, we know that you listen. Please come on the show. <laughs> right. No, Roger Daltrey. Come on. Right. Right. Who? <laughs> Well, we've all sounded off now, but I should probably introduce the people that are joining me tonight. We have Aaron. We have Hey Blinken. No, we have Betsy. We have Heidi, and we have Stefan. Hello. (laughs) Hello. We're all talking to me. I introduce you, and you're like, I'm not saying. I mean, I was doing the hold for applause thing. You're gonna wait a while. <laughs> there you were. Um, so, Aaron, what's, what album was this? On? No, I'm just kidding. This wasn't on an album. Um, matter of fact, this is an extremely rare mm, song. Seems to have been. Yeah. First met Millie in art class in high school. And in short brown bobs, she was better than Bateman's best. I never thought I'd ever see a miracle. And who'd have thought it would be in an arcade? But she moved like an angel. 
Um, for a lot of years, most fans were only ever able to hear this song on a bootleg recording of a mm. live session that they did on WNWK at um, New York from March 26, 1993, which I think that's also about, no, never mind, scratch that. Um, but then in 2012, they included a version they recorded at Toronto's Massey Hall, which they did on April 3rd, 1993. So just a couple weeks later, and that's what they released on the Rarities compilation. Stop us if you've heard this one before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's the only way that you could, like, until 2012, this so- song officially didn't really even exist. Why is it called a bootleg and not like a sandal leg or a dog you know, leg? Dog leg. No, seriously. Why? A boot arm. Hey, music people. Why? These are the pressing pressing questions. Yeah. You, you have I'm no impressed idea that someone actually still like because we can. You could find. And I actually sent it to everyone this week. You actually can find the recording from 1993 from the New York uh, radio station. Like the fact that someone kept that on cassette is just amazing to me. Amazing. Right. Yeah. I'm always happy to see uh, or hear uh, recordings preserved, especially for rarities like this. Now, even more rare, even more on this, I don't understand. I'm not sure why this is the case. Remember that tour back in 2004, Heidi, where they covered every single song that they've ever written? Yes. Even yes. really don't know, which they didn't write. I mean, they did, but they didn't write. Right. They didn't right. cover this song on that tour. Once. No, like, how, how like, I, I have to wonder, did they forget that they had written this song? <laughs> hmm. How do you I really just... I don't know. Oh, Heidi. Well, I didn't hear what you said. I said, I really don't know. No, boy. (laughs) (sighs) But what I love about this is there's like the intro is the best part. Like, not the best. I like the song. But the intro where you're like, (laughs) we're going to do a song in German. Yeah, <laughs> and so I seriously thought they wanted to do a cover I'm of Magnolia. Okay, balloons. so this is so funny because <laughs> I was not aware going in that this was not a cover. I figured it was a cover of the Who, even though you know I knew that Bob O'Reilly right. was the appropriate title. Most people just refer to it as Teenage Wasteland. So I was like, oh, they they covered the Who, and I love that song. So I was I was happy, but I was even more happy when I realized no, it's an entirely new song that I get to hear. Um, but then sort of. they introduced it as 99 loop balloons. I was like, what is going on? Like, <laughs> I'm so confused right now. <laughs> and did you know that Woodshop is actually <laughs> considered typing? Yes. Considered typing. <laughs> Not a language. <laughs> well, I didn't know that all you needed for a high school diploma was two languages and typing. Yeah, all those math and English I mean, courses duh. I took. Come on, I should have gone to Canada. <laughs> this is this is really. I mean, I know the banter, and I've heard it a million times now, but I still love it. And this is what I miss from BNL is the mm. Stephen Ed banter on stage, where they are mm, just yeah. outlandish. 
Yeah, I love it too. And you really don't get that with the rest of the guys. I, you get it with Steve when he's talking with Craig and, and uh, Kevin, yeah. but you don't really get it with Ed and any of the other guys. It, it's too bad. Mm. We'll have to settle for what we got, Tracy. Yeah. Yep. They're not going to get back together. Nope. They are never, ever. <laughs> oh, no. Um, okay. <laughs> so I, you had said this was a brand new song, but I, I, I did disagree with that a little bit because is it only me? Yes. That hears. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Betsy. <laughs> I think this song. It doesn't matter. Maybe it never did. It didn't matter at all. Sounds incredibly like life in a nutshell. I thought it sounded like skinhead. Oh, I, I could see that sounded, too. I thought it sounded like life in a nutshell. Skinhead in a nutshell. <laughs> well, because they have some of the core, the some of the chords they use are very reminiscent of life in a nutshell. So mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, yeah. But I, uh, yeah. Phenomena. But yeah, I, so I'm almost wondering if that's the reason they never published it. It's because they're like, yeah, we have a song that sounds already kind of like that. Could be, yeah. But then, Ed, why did you do Matter of Time? And never mind. Um, <laughs> that's a separate episode. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, that's my only thought is because this did come out around the same time as Life in a Nutshell. So maybe they felt like they had to choose between them because they sounded too similar. We'll never know until he comes on the show. Yeah. Yeah, Ed, yeah. you're just going to have to, you know, you know, you listen. Um, <laughs> yeah, you've been a long time listener. Now you can be a first time caller. <laughs> <laughs> Don't leave us hanging, buddy. Yeah. So why yeah. don't we, what, let's go with the music Crack first. The Heidi and Aaron, will you give us a breakdown of the song? Absolutely. Let's break it down. Go right ahead. Well, Teenage Wasteland, in the recording that I listened to, there were actually two that I could find. The one that you shared with me, Tracy, and I found another one that might have been the uh, the radio show you mentioned. But in the one that you sent, it was recorded at about 175 beats per minute. It actually holds this tempo pretty well right up until the first chorus. Uh, she moved like an angel, at which point it slows down a little, and then it speeds up again for the next verse. Uh, it is in the key of F major. The verse chord changes are F to C to B flat, back to C, then back to F. So you have like a one, five, four, five, one, very on the nose pop rock progression. Uh, in the chorus, we have, and maybe, uh, Heidi can step in if I'm missing a couple of uh, uh, passing chords here, but I, I was hearing F major to D minor, B flat major to F major to D minor until we hit this lovely little progression where we go from E flat major, which is not diatonic to the key of F major, uh, to E major, which is, and then D minor, then C to F to E flat to F, and we bounce from E flat to F until we land definitively on F and 
that's the tonic and we start the next verse there um and similarly the bridge goes from d minor to c to b flat to g to e flat to f to b flat to g to c minor then to f so heidi my question to you is would you consider these non-diatonic chords uh, especially the one on the bridge borrowed yeah, i think i would yes yeah because i, I don't concur <laughs> do you concur, Doctor? I, I concur. Uh, they don't really sound like they've strayed from F major to me. And it's no, 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 diatonic, no. So it's not a mode or anything. So, yeah, I think it's just a borrowed minor chord, which has an interesting effect. I do like it. It changes the mood a little bit. Um, you know, when you in that chorus, you move like an angel. It's like it's a major song, but there's a little bit of um, bittersweet mm. quality to it as he's remembering this. And I feel like that minor kind of helps to underscore that a little bit. Um, so the structure, as far as I can suss it out, you have the intro, which I'm not sure if you would count the talking or not, but then <laughs> we move into the song. Uh, then you have verse one, chorus, verse two, chorus, bridge, instrumental section, which if I'm not mistaken is over the chorus changes. And then the chorus, which also serves as the outro. Uh, do you concur, Heidi? Is that Does that align with your analysis? That aligns with my analysis and you have the traditional like verse one chorus, verse two chorus yeah. bridge, instrumental section, and then the outro. Um, pretty straightforward as far as form goes. I concur. <laughs> so first things first, uh, like I said, I 100% thought this was going to be a cover of the Who song. Uh, so I, I was I was glad to hear it because I do like this song and I wish there was a studio version. The live version that we listened to was actually a pretty good recording. Uh, like the quality was pretty like bright, you know, it was mm. nice. You could hear, but I do feel like the mixing was a little problematic at times. Like sometimes the guitars were too loud. Uh, sometimes the vocal harmonies were too quiet, but especially in those choruses where it's kind of quiet, you can hear the harmonies really well and they're quite pretty. Hmm. Yeah, I really would have loved it to have a full studio studio version of this. And this is so one of my favorite things to do when I'm watching BNL is I don't watch Ed, I don't watch Steve, well, obviously anymore at all. Um, I don't who I'm watching is Jim. And on this <laughs> song, I would be just Oh yeah, he's got that upright and he's all over the place. Yeah. Uh, oh my gosh, the bass on this In song. Yeah. Got it's very music. rich. It's got that real, it's, it's that jazz mm. influence, right? Which is interesting because we were talking about how this is a very pop rock song, but there's that jazzy kind of bass where it's hopping around and it's very active. I spoke like an actor. And I moved like a burglar. Then I lied like a carpet. And I did a phony survey on her whole. You know, yeah, it's, not, it's, it's like, yeah, it's a, I, good call out traits because there's some fantastic base work on this track. Mm -hmm. And Andy, oh my flipping word, Andy and Tyler yeah. on this song are <laughs> oh, that's right. so Andy. great. This is pre Kevin. I first here. met Millie in art class in high school. And in a short round, Bob, she was better than Bateman's best. I never thought I'd ever see a miracle And who'd have thought it would be in an arcade
Oh yeah. And it's when I, was this recorded? Do you do you know Tracy? Uh, ninety three for both, both versions. Okay. Wow, that's so crazy to think about because I was like, oh man, this like songs about the eighties, and that wasn't that long ago when yeah when it was written. <laughs> like this was written of probably five six years after the events he's talking about. You know, maybe a little mm-hmm. more, maybe seven or eight, but like yeah. He's, he's he's very nostalgic. Like to me, this could have been written by a thirty-something about their teens, you know. So it's yeah. kind of interesting that he's already, feel, excuse me, feeling that nostalgia and kind of in that. Uh, there's that bittersweet quality that we mentioned. It's, it's. Would you say this is like a first love song? Like someone looking back on their first real legitimate I love. I took it that way. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I, I think like love or or just the crush because it's it's definitely unrequited right. love. Like yeah. he. Like I, I don't feel like she ever, ever gives anything back. Matter of fact, so one of the things that is in the New York radio version that's not on the other version, uh, there's quite a few changes that they make, and most of them are kind of mistakes that they that they made um, when they were singing. So for like the second verse. He he accidentally re- sings a line again of "I never thought I'd see a miracle" because he forgot the line. Um, <laughs> but the line that he was supposed to say is, "And so I waited for what seemed like an eternity." <laughs> I called her up, but she wasn't home. I knew she was downstairs, but her dad didn't like me. And so I waited for what seemed like eternity. Which mm-hmm. wow, what a great what a great line. That's how it feels, yeah, definitely, right? Yeah. When you're like, oh, you can't talk to that person and you're just agonizing over it. Um yeah. but there's a line at the very end on the radio version where after all of the like slight changes of okay, maybe next week, maybe never. It doesn't yeah, really maybe happen. never. At the very end, he says, Maybe it never did. She didn't even notice me. Right. It didn't matter at all. She didn't even notice me. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, so this is unrequited love. Like, ouch. Yeah. Ouch. Mm -hmm. But it's so, like, like, maybe it's the, you know, Stranger Things bringing back my my middle school days and stuff. But, like, the. No, with her, and is that a Jason Bateman hairdo no. reference there? What is Bateman's best? So I looked, I looked up and down for this because I was like, oh, is this, is this Canadian? A... So I was like, maybe it's yeah. a Jason Bateman reference. And, but the lyrics say Satan's best. <laughs> I thought about Jason Bateman, but I figured it was too early. What you're, is it? You're really close. <laughs> what? Really? It's a Justine Bateman. Uh, that's what I was reference. wondering too. I was like, because she was in Family Ties, you know. Yeah. So Jason was at, at this point, he was very little wow. known. So he had been on Little House on the Prairie. Prairie. No. Was he on Silver Spoons? He had been on Silver Spoons, okay. and he had been on It's Your Move. Oh, but, that's right. It's Your Move, right? But that's crazy. He really didn't. I mean, he. Even in 1986, he did Valerie's Family, but he he didn't yeah. become a big star until much later. No, 
Justine, though, because she was known for her family ties, definitely yep. was the big, well-known person. Okay, that makes sense. I wasn't and sure. I knew it was either first... a Justine or a Justin reference. So, but... in the first two years she was on Family Ties, she had a short brow bob. Yeah, that's right. Okay, <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Oh, that makes weird. sense. Okay, the synchronicities are just overwhelming. So the reason that I freaked out when Heidi mentioned Stranger Things is I like just bumped into it like at least three different random synchronicities right because okay uh the girl ed's singing about his name millie like millie bobby brown millie bobby brown right? 11 and stranger mm-hmm. things he introduces the song as 99 loop balloons which if i recall correctly is a featured song in an episode of stranger things i want to say it's in yes season three when max takes 11 shopping at the mall yep um and then he specifically mentions she completed Dragon's Lair on just one quarter, which they, they play Dragon's Lair in season <laughs> two, I yes. want to say. Isn't it bananas? It's so which is bananas. crazy. But I mean, again, I, I, it is like so of that era. It's so oh, steeped yeah. in 80s. It's just I mean, it's amazing. I, like, I think, it, Go ahead. In terms of like, again, the connection to Stranger Things, like the character of Max is totally mm. like, Mill, like it's it's kind of like Millie in right. this story that, because that she's cool is, as even though she doesn't smoke like a chimney, um, <laughs> but she's just so she badass. wouldn't have if it was filmed in the eighties probably yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and the same thing that's what I imagine I imagine like the arcade because you know yeah. and and just because it is an eighty like it's it's based in the eighties and it just brought back the that memory. Um, even though you couldn't play Dragon's Lair on one quarter. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Unless you were some kind of, like, genius and, uh, yeah, just well, like that. Yeah. And actually, as I was looking it up, Dragon's Lair was a two-quarter game to start yeah. off. Like, you had to ha- play two quarters just to even yeah. start the game. <laughs> well, it might have been, like, in the late 80s, if it was still hanging around, they may have, like, reduced it down to be like, oh, you only need one quarter if it's been around for a while. Like, Dragon's Lair 2 had been out for a while, or Space Ace, or whatever. But it but was yeah. notoriously, like, the hardest freaking that game. Was, oh, oh, my God. God. I remember, I've died so many times playing that, you know, and it's like, eventually, you just memorize the sequence, and you can just blast through it. But it's always impressive to watch someone do that. Um but, but how, I, I mean, this is the kind of girl that in all of these '80s <laughs> reminiscent movies, it's like, oh my god, who is this girl? Like, she's just a bat. She's art class. <laughs> she's got a bob, so and she doesn't give two shits. And it's like she's cool. She's so cool. She probably smoked Marlboro Reds. Well, I like, think it, it's a it's like a proto manic pixie dream girl thing. It, it's like the. It's like the punk rock. She did not gamer, smoke nerd artist girl. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. So I say I, I, I don't want to like drive us too far off track, but I, I did want to talk about this now that we mentioned it because so we have all this like nostalgia stuff for the eighties right now. And I think nineties is coming pretty quickly. Um, uh, but after the nineties, once the internet really became so commonplace, we didn't have a monoculture anymore. Like the further back you go, right? If you go back to the fifties when they had like mm-hmm. three television stations, yep. that's why the Beatles blew up because that was the only thing on that night. It was on Ed Sullivan. Everyone watched it. Right. And then as we progressed and we got more and more TV channels and more options, mm-hmm. it was less and less of a monoculture. And now with the internet, it's like everyone just watches their obscure YouTuber 
You know, like I'll go watch. Uh, shout out to what is it? Technology Connections, the guy who explains how heat pumps work. <laughs> you know, it's like that's fascinating <laughs> for me. But I, if I'm making in 20 years, if I'm making uh, a 2010s era nostalgic movie, how can I do something that is so such a touchstone? Like it will not resonate with as many people because we've become so niche and we've become like we are all going down our own weird little rabbit holes, which I think is cool. But also, it just means like there's there's less of a shared culture across the entire country and the world. So it's agreed. Great. And I mean, I the, that '90s show I just binged that a few mm. weeks ago, and it's it really you're like, oh, how was that? It's not bad, actually. It takes a little bit of getting into it. Uh, I was a huge fan of that '70s show, um, and that '90s show definitely. You're like, oh yeah, okay. So they're checking the boxes, you know, if you will. Um, and I know that 80s show never got off the ground, but we, you're right. We go through these periods, especially us. Like, why are, you know, why do they bring toys back out again? Like, that were popular in our youth. Oh, well, you can get a Holly Hobby now. Or you can get a, um, I have a Monchichi over there. That oh, you do? <laughs> I do. Monchichi. Oh, my goodness. Because I had used it. Yep. Um, the guy. <laughs> I I I was doing a rhythm activity with my band many years ago, and I was like, "Okay, think of it this way: like munchichi, 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 munchichi." And and they were like, "What are you talking about?" Elch? And I was like, "It's like the munchichi." They're like, "What the hell's a munchichi?" I'm like, "Munchichi, munchichi, munchichi." And they had no idea, so I bought. I found one at a store, and I bought it. But that's what we do. We're like, oh, Cabbage Patch Kids. Oh, you got to have one of those. Or yes. Uh, <laughs> things that are, they come back in cycles because they know parents are like, oh, I got to get this for my kid yeah. because I loved it as a kid. Like Second if children. they brought back the, uh, what was the, the big wheel? You had the big wheel and you had the cooler big wheel. It wasn't that a big wheel though. It was, um. Mm. Yeah, I always had the big wheel. <laughs> All I remember is the no, big wheel from, uh, from oh, Shining. No, it was like, it was better. It was cooler. You could slide. I thought uh, big wheel could slide. slide. Oh. oh, they can if you do it right. <laughs> <laughs> Tokyo drifting in your big wheel. <laughs> you have to get up ahead of and then it, then all of a sudden you just slam yourself to the, the side. Green oh, the green machine. The green machine. I don't remember that. That we thing was twisted. And oh yeah. my gosh. It looks like an electric lawnmower. I just Googled right? it. That's... Yeah, it had the two shift things. And so you could go like that. It's a big wheel. You're right here. But I mean, if they came back with like the wow. idea with the Kung Fu grip, you'd be like, oh. We are we are way off track. Like the though. wild wacky action bike from South Park. <laughs> I think it's relevant. I'll allow it. I'll allow. <laughs> the honorable judge Betsy has rules. <laughs> so I have a question for you guys. The yeah. word teenage wasteland isn't mentioned in this song at all. What do you think it has to do with this song? 
Well, I mean, it's navigating. It's about navigating those, you know, like, you know, assuming that it is an unrequited love. It, it definitely seems to be, like, you know, kind of ships passing into the night kind of thing. You know, you look back wistfully at that person who you are so invested in. I don't know. This is this may just be me talking through the filter of my own perception. But when I, you know, think about, you know, crushes I had when I was younger, like, I remember being like, devastated if this girl didn't want to go to the dance with me or something like that and i look back now and i just laugh and it's like it's not that mm-hmm. big a deal but it <laughs> seems like it seems like, it's like 99 loof balloons it's like the yeah. nukes are falling you know it's mm-hmm. it's a catastrophe <laughs> of epic proportions at the time so i look back and i'm kind of wistful about it and i i, I kind of it's bittersweet right because it's like you know you remember that time and you remember those feelings um, and you are navigating this weird minefield of, of hormones and emotions and stuff so i think that's kind of my my interpretation of the teenage wasteland. Yeah, I think too, it it kind of um, made kind of a reference as to, let's see if I can find it. Um, he seemed like a little bit of a loner because he says uh, when he doesn't even know anyone. Yeah. So I don't know if he's like isolated or a loner. And so that would be maybe kind of the like new a kid in, wasteland, in empty kind of feeling inside of him as a teenager. Hmm. Maybe. And I think just the general idea of what it was like to be a kid in the 80s, like you had the, you know, and the idea of teenage wasteland of, you know, we waste our time at arcade doing mind numbing stuff. And, (laughs) and we like the, the wasteland of being a teenager, like it just seems Mm -hmm. never ending and everything is like, well, when I can drive, I can do this. And when I, you know, when I'm 16, at least I can do this. And when I'm 18, (laughs) I'm leaving my house. Um, But it's just like school, arcade games, hanging out. And again, you made a really good point, Aaron, earlier with the lack of internet and those kinds of things. Mm. So you really, it was, I, it was a waste. You're on your own to a large yeah, extent. You had your oh my friends gosh. and family. We, that was the, we were the children. Uh, we were the latchkey kids. Mm, um, yeah. We had no, you know, we were home at like at six years old by ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> what? Like what? Um, it, nobody knew where we were most of the time. Like, <laughs> oh, we went down to the park or you went. It's crazy to think about that now, right? Because you right. think oh, of gosh. Uh, if, if you like, I think there was a parent who let their it was like an eight or nine year old child take the subway in New York, and everyone was freaking out about it. Like, how could you do that? That's child abuse or whatever. There were Just moms like, that like dude. there was a mom who let her kid go to the park like three houses right. down. Yeah, or people across were freaking the out and calling the them a terrible parent. Yeah. We, we <laughs> would take the four wheeler and we'd disappear for a couple of hours. <laughs> so, I mean, the old idea that when the street light comes on, you make sure you're in for dinner, like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They'd be like, just make sure. Yeah, with, you're back before it gets dark or whatever. Right. Um, back before well, dark, and then you, but and then you watch things like Stranger Things, and you're like, or ET, all of those. Oh, biking around with your friends. That's was, all. Uh, that was the best. Amazing. I mm-hmm. I miss that so much. That's just so the idea. Yeah, exactly. Like, cause it expands your range so much. Like, instead of just walking, mm-hmm. now you're on bikes. You can go all the way across town. You know, you can. <laughs> oh man, you guys had amazing childhoods. I was lucky to have uh, just put in a 14-hour day <laughs> working. I worked in a coal mine 22 hours a day oh, with just half people. a cent. Oh. I, had pay, I had to sell my internal <laughs> organs just to pay the rent. Uh, you guys, guys think I'm joking. I was actually on a lobster boat all, all summer long. 
So I, I never experienced any of that stuff. Well, you also, you like, I've been to where you live. Like, go to the park. You, you wouldn't have been able to nope. just go biking whenever mm. you wanted. Like, you, you're, you're, the distance between you and other people is quite extravagant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> mm. We usually well, take that, a Yeah, that's, that's a whole other boat. Um, yeah. Yeah, I live on I live on an island. Can we talk about no, the, the, the no. second no, part of the song too, which is so cool? Because I know we've got to yeah. go soon. But yes. I love that he disguised his voice and he did a yes. funny survey on her whole yes. family. I know. <laughs> so again, to the youngsters out there who may be listening, in the in the entirety of the '80s and most of the '90s, there were no cell phones. Yeah, no. there were just these phones that hung on the wall or maybe sat on a table somewhere and when you would needed to talk to a friend you would call their house number and whoever was near the phone would pick it up and a lot of times you'd end up talking to your friend's parents or like a girl that you like uh-huh. or a boy that you like's parents and that could be kind of awkward especially in a situation like this where he's thinking that <laughs> her dad doesn't really care for him so I love the, yeah, the idea of him being like oh yes Mr. Johnson I'm with the Census Bureau and I have to hear about how many people live in your house <laughs> I love the fact that he's coming up I, with I his whole scheme like to, to <laughs> survey, but he has to talk to every member of the family to get to her. Yeah. It's hilarious. It's <laughs> and she a, like, still doesn't know who he is. It's, it's one of those like over the top convoluted <laughs> ideas that make sense to you as a kid. And then you're later like, what the hell is I thinking? <laughs> the imagination and the spot that it takes to, to be able to do that though, like that I admire that. That's amazing. <laughs> Dedication. <laughs> I would have just been like, yeah, yeah uh, 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 sir, sir, can, can I talk to your to your, to your daughter, sir? <laughs> also, uh, I lied like a yet. carpet. I oh my god, like a carpet. What a great oh, line! Yeah. It reminded me of uh, like Douglas Adams when. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy when Ford says to Arthur, hyperspace feels rather unpleasantly like being drunk. And Arthur's like, well, what's so unpleasant about being drunk? And Ford replies, ask a glass of water. Father <laughs> <laughs> used to say, you lie like a rug. And I was like, lie like a rug, me? yeah. Oh, that's great. Well, that's what I like about the choruses is that they keep, they. it's those lines that you would think as a teenager are so suave and so amazing. I spoke like an actor. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I moved like a burglar. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're not impressing me with that, but the, to a teenager, those are like, Oh my gosh. Yes. That's amazing. Um, I do like that. I lied like a carpet though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got me on that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I love it. Yeah, I mean, it's very reminiscent of of teenage type focus. I do want to ask about the bridge, though. What the? Right after art class, I made history. With history, yeah. Um, yeah. Now, at first, I thought I knew what that meant, but then the fact that he said in the song later on, like she didn't even know who I was, like. Okay, well, that's not what I thought it was implying. Um, <laughs> well, so what is I, he implying? Okay, so so actually, this links up perfectly with what we were just talking about, Tracy, which is that uh, teenagers tend to express themselves in superlatives, 
right? There is mm-hmm. no in between. It's either the worst thing that ever happened or the right. best. So I think you could say she didn't know who I was. Not that she literally doesn't know who she who he was, but like she barely paid attention to him. Or maybe he like well, made yes. out with her, and for him that was like a crowning achievement. But she like acted like she didn't even know him the next day or something like that. Like she ghosted him or whatever. So I think that's kind of what he's implying. Okay, okay, I can go with that then. Man, and then she goes and moves to Alberta. Did she mm-hmm. really yeah, go to Alberta? Always Alberta. <laughs> so wait, hold on. <laughs> And then I'm going to visit her at grandma's because his grandmother lives in Alberta, I guess. The the colloquial Canadian girlfriend. (laughs) Right, right. Girlfriend who lives in Canada. Now, I wonder in Canada, do they like have an American girlfriend? (laughs) Oh, she lives in America. You wouldn't know her. (laughs) Oh my gosh, you know what? That's a 90s show reference too, is one of the characters. Oh, really? uh, it has a boyfriend in Canada, in a- so it's a thing. <laughs> yeah. I wish you could meet my girlfriend, my girlfriend who lives in Canada. <laughs> my girlfriend who lives in Canada. <laughs> Avenue Her name is Vancouver. <laughs> Her Little name Avenue. is Vancouver. She comes from Alberta. Well, no, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, Alberta, I mean... <laughs> I don't know. I just love this song. <laughs> yeah, it's. I do it's, too. Yeah. I really love it. It's it. It's again. It harkens back to the BNL I fell fell in love with. You know, it's it's the quirky, funny, silly. Um, it it, but it says so much with so little. Like I just love this song. It takes me back. Well, and there, it is the Ed unrequited love song. Like it, you get you get this with Steven with some of his early ones um, in the car, um, <laughs> but this is Ed's version <laughs> of in the car, um, <laughs> a little a little bit more PG. Um, <laughs> it's a good analogy. Well, we lost Stefan. We we scared him Uh-oh. away. Imagine that. <laughs> Poor, this poor is Stephanie. more like eighth grade freshman in high school, like freshman in high school, because he's mm. in art class in high school. Um, and whereas in the car is definitely more like 17, 18 year old in high school. Yeah, we hope. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, it kind of was for me. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Stefan, do you have anything? We keep interrupting you, sir. Yeah. Me? Oh, I have nothing to say. <laughs> I have no idea. Um, you know, I agree with most of you guys. It's like, uh, it does sound like original BNL. Well, I mean, it's 93, <laughs> so it is original BNL. So, um, yeah, it's like it's, it's rocking. Um, I've, I've never been really good with. Uh, Sorry, my dog keeps on hitting the thing here. Um, like I, uh, I've never really been good with listening to lyrics or like following lyrics or whatnot or understanding them without having to read them over and over again. So I, I wasn't able to really process this song. So I'm just relying on you guys to fill in the blanks there. So it seems like my whole life was unrequited love. Which I just looked it up, and it seems like it's more more fantasy than anything else. 
<laughs> it describes my whole. Well, that's youth. interesting. I mean, I think fantasy may play a part. It, it kind of it can develop into like a parasocial relationship thing where if if the other so. I think unrequited love isn't in itself fantastical, but it can it can grow into that if the other if the person whose whose feelings are not returned refuses to kind of let it go and, and move on, you know. So that's that's an interesting, uh, yeah, that's an interesting uh, or recognizes observation. It, you know? And isn't that kind of a teenage thing in and of itself? Well, like I said, yeah, it's the it's the end of the world, you know, like you know, it's you be like, yeah. oh, well, what's wrong? Well, this person doesn't like me. Oh, well, someone else will, and then like, well, I would never want anyone else. This was <laughs> the person for me, you know. It's, yeah, <laughs> Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so yeah. It's so I remember that burning intensity, and then, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, uh, yeah. you, you young fool. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whichever exactly. way the hormones yeah. are blowing that day. Yeah. Which I always, I think it's great when I like people are like, "Oh, we were high school sweethearts." I'm like, that's that's amazing. That's so awesome, you know. But like, that's you're beating the odds there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> you know, at least go to the restaurant and try the same. Wow. Thing. The you know? <laughs> what are you doing with those shrimp there, Stefan? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean. You know, have a sample before you decide to like <laughs> place a final order. Wise words, Stephen. You know? Wise words. <sighs> wise yeah, well, words I've got a lot more Stephen. wise words. That's not appropriate for this podcast. Like yeah, I like that. Like the trouble with Tracy. Wise words. Wise words. Like from deep thoughts by Jackie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, deep thoughts by Jackie. Wise <laughs> words from Stefan. <laughs> Yeah, I was thinking something uh, like Stephen Stupids that? or something like that. But, I mean, that works. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm going to lose stupids. you guys in 10 minutes, so I need to, I'm going to push us along. All right. We, we should <laughs> okay, give some ratings to that. this. All right. My rating so is... uh, I'm, I'm going to recommend how many quarters do we give this song? Mm. And, okay. and to kind of go back to this time, oh, I mean, goodness. this is back at a time when there were still those wonderful things on the side of the table where you would put the quarters in and listen to music, little ju- mini jukeboxes. Mm-hmm. So I want to know how many how many quarters would you spend on on this song? So just for clarification, if I say this is four quarters, <laughs> does that equal one? I mean, do you want to hear the song four times, I guess? <laughs> and then if we break it down again, oh my gosh. Don't even, oh. <laughs> You broke my brain, Stefan. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> you think we're being too literal? He told us to comb the desert. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Stefan, for breaking my brain, Man, you get to go first. <laughs> Okay, no problem. I, uh, I it's classic BNL. You know, it's it's just like from Gordon. It's got the uh, stand-up bass that's freaking rocking. Um, it's like the guys playing the instruments are just amazeballs. They're just awesome. It's great. Uh, you know, Stephen is rocking it with the lyrics. I can't understand half the things he says, but uh, so that's that's pretty much uh, pretty much classic BNL. I guess I can't understand it, but that's just uh. Growing up on a lobster boat, I can't hear things very well. So, anyways, uh, I think it's good. I, I really like this. So, I think I'm going to rank this. Um, I think I'm going to rank this 16. <laughs> All right, wow. I got that. I got that. 
Yep. <laughs> I did my quick math. I think I figured it out. So I, while, I, while I'm doing to make sure and, and double check in, I'm going to hand it over to Aaron. Oh, wait, there's a whole bunch of young people listening to this. So don't we have to do like the whole circle things and like no, spell no. it out? And no, are you math. talking about new math? So, so to the young people out there, it's four. <laughs> we we do common core now, Stefan. It's okay. Well, not only that, but like no one uses cash anymore. So like they don't know what a quarter is. <laughs> yeah, I can just Venmo it. Like a quarter is a fraction to them, right? Common if you see. A quarter of a dollar. Is it? Mm-hmm. Where is it? Oh, yes. Um, it's just so low in value. Well, that's that the other they don't thing. I don't know why we still have pennies, but anyways. Um, <laughs> well, all right. Here's this the deal. Thrill, people. I typically do not rate these songs that are live only and not studio very high. Uh, not necessarily <laughs> because oh, it seems like what? they didn't care enough about the song to do a full studio version. I don't think that's the, always the case. Like this song, for instance, I think is very good, but I, I'm also very picky. You know, I'm, I'm an, I went to school for audio engineering. So like for me, if it's not a really nice, pristine recording, it really takes away from the pleasure of listening to the song because all I can focus on are the imperfections and things like that. Um, having said that, I really like this song. I really wish there were a studio version, mm. but I am glad that there is a fairly high quality recording that exists and it sounds really nice. The harmonies are great. The bass playing is out of this world. Um, you know, Andy's all over the place. It's there, there's so much to love about this. And then to add on to that, the fact that the lyrics are this bittersweet kind of like wistful, uh, uh, you know, tribute to uh the teenage wasteland that we all had to navigate i i love it i love it it's it's great i think i'm actually going to give this four quarters uh or 16 quarters if we're going by stefan's uh, <laughs> uh or eight quarters if one game of dragon's lair is 50 no. cents so either way 4.0 it it makes my best of playlist i i like it that much so aaron uh, one of my one of my uh, favorite um, singers, mm. uh, actually performers, um, he never really had a really good recording, but I think he has pretty good music. Um, his name is Beethoven. <laughs> Do you know him? <laughs> but I, I, I'm just curious. I don't think he you had know. any recording. <laughs> yeah. So how would you rank him? Well, you know, I think the music's called... good, but I wish the recording quality had been better. Seven, honestly. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> What about like those old wax cylinders that Edison made before they had the records and everything? <laughs> <laughs> All right, before we lose Betsy, I'm gonna I'm gonna hand it over to Bets. I I actually didn't like this song on first listen. Like it was okay, but I didn't love it. Uh, but the more I listened to it, and the more I kind of like really got into the lyrics and started breaking it down. And cause it first it just seems like kind of a, a bouncy jaunty kind of song, but then I could, you know, detect the bare naked ladies, a little bit of like wistfulness in there and the clever lyrics. So by the time I kind of broke that down and started to bond with it a little bit, um, I actually like this fairly well. I don't know that I would, I would put it on a playlist, but but I wouldn't skip it either, so I think I'll give it a three and a half. Okay, yeah, nice, nice. 
All right, what about you, Heidi? <laughs> I really like this song. Because it's very quirky and fun and silly like me. And I really wish that they'd have just done a recording of it, a, a regular recording of it. Yeah. Um, I would have really enjoyed that. Um, it's just it's it's right in my wheelhouse. Um, and I am going to give that four point. I'm going to give it 4.3 quarters. I like it that much. You're going to jail for defacing money. <laughs> if, you, if you have a third of a quarter, Heidi. Sorry. I just... Well, wait. Betsy gave it what? <laughs> Three and a half. Three and a half quarters? Oh, you're both going to jail. So, yeah. <laughs> splitting a half a quarter is kind of I wouldn't do well in jail. <laughs> it, it'd be a neat. Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> very nice 4.3 i used the inner core circles method to calculate that one well this is the song i've been waiting to come to because this is what stop us if you haven't heard this before should have been they have so many of these types of songs in their reliquary and i am reliquary reliquary what the heck is a reliquary it's a query of relics. Um, <laughs> that's pretty I'm much sums sad, up this podcast. You know, that I'm thinking of all the uh, I'm thinking of all the songs on the Christmas album, <laughs> and I just wish this had been recorded on a studio album instead of many of those. Yes, thank you. <laughs> I'm I'm happy because this got on this album. I I wish that we had a real actual studio recording, but. The fact that this one actually exists and we can hear it and, and enjoy it um, brings me a ton of joy. Um, so it, it's not their best song, but it's pretty great. Um, it, it really does speak to the teenage experience, in my opinion, and I'm going to give it a 4.4. <gasps> wow. Who's the hater this week? Is it Betts? Yep. It's Betsy. Wow, it is Betsy. It has the watered down Haterade. If you Sorry, had Betsy on wow. your Haterade bingo card, uh, wow. please write to us and we'll send you uh, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is a pretty great week in bare naked history. This week in piano history, this week in running history, it's history of bare naked things. Um, Why is that, Tracy? So it, it's a really great day and a really horrible day. So in 2004, one freaking week after I saw them in Maine, Annie, uh, Andy joined them on stage oh, in yeah. Ottawa for the first time ever to play Lovers in a Dangerous Time. It is the first time that all six members have ever been on stage together. Oh, wow. 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 And then exactly five years later, February 24th, five years to the day, Stephen and the band jointly announced that he was leaving to pursue other projects. Oh. So it was a great week and a horrible week <laughs> in BNL history. Full of <laughs> ups and downs, highs and lows. Uh, oh, fuck. <gasps> 
Tracy, you Oops, said mouse. a bad bad. Pardon <laughs> Have I not been recording this whole time? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, I clicked. It said we were recording. I, I remember it said recording. Testing. Yeah. One, two, three. Oh, Testing. Oh, no, never mind. No, I distinctly it, heard this meeting. Tracy, being you got to change earlier. the name to Dick. Our recording was working the whole time, but hopefully next week we'll, it'll work then too. Between when we discuss testing attack. one, two, three. Oh, did you just you. do that? I did. Uh -huh. Did yeah, you yeah, just I do that? Yeah, I, I can't believe we did that. I hate you, Tracy. I hate you. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if I can ever trust you again. <laughs> no. The boy who cried not recording. Uh, oh, that was so guys, totally is, worth is it. Is performing in New Hampshire coming up here soon? And fuck you, Stefan, for saying I couldn't act. I sold that. <laughs> yeah, that was like did, that, was, that was method acting right there. <laughs> Tracy spent 10 years not recording Zoom meetings in preparation for tonight. Hey, all I have to say is even Natalie Portman won one. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, thanks for that, Daniel Day. Boo us. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so who who's going to that concert in uh Guilford? I'll be there. Me. Yeah. Jeez, you guys are driving that far? It's three hours for me. Two hours. Uh, well, to for you, to yeah. see a band that you really me, like. I don't think that's yeah. it's only an hour for me. It's only an hour for me. So you yep. Wow. Oh, sorry, no, hour and a half. Yeah, that's a long way. <laughs> Hello, we're worth it. Are we going to carpool? <laughs> I wouldn't go that far, Bess. <laughs> yeah, you literally have wouldn't go that far. Have you heard my rankings on this podcast? <laughs> Thank you, Stefan. You're welcome. <laughs> that love. All right, I got to go, y'all. Have I'm a great good night, night, you guys. Have a good night, everyone. <laughs> Hopefully that my Atlanta cleans you through. <laughs> Thanks, that was fun. Don't forget, no regrets, except me.